Hey, chiropractors, we're ready for another modern chiropractic marketing show with Dr. Kevin Christie, where we discuss the latest in marketing strategies, content marketing, direct response marketing, and business development with some of the leading experts in the industry. All right, welcome. Another episode, Modern Chiropractic Marketing Show. This is your host, Dr. Kevin Christie, and today I'm bringing a solo episode for you, and we're going to discuss the difference between uh, psychographics and demographics. And it's a, a key distinction, and we're going to dive into that. I think a lot of people hear so much about demographics when marketing and when positioning or figuring out where you're going to open up your clinic and, and things like that. Not, you know, not that demographics aren't important, uh, but I believe psychographics for marketing and positioning is is more important for you. So we'll break that down. Before we do, just a, a few pieces of information. One is uh, as of July 1st, the Chiropractic Success Academy is closed. Uh, there is a wait list you can join, uh, but it is closed for the time being for probably a few months. Uh, we're working on uh, the members we have in there, we have now over a hundred uh, paid members, which is it just blows my mind, and it's it's great. We had the great CSA retreat in Portland, that was fun, and so just overall, uh, we we grew more than we I guess probably expected, and we're shutting down registration for a few months. Focus on the current members, onboard them, uh, and then we're going to make some changes to the academy, some improvements. We're going to have a well-delineated success path. We're going to ramp up the content repository. We're going to have a preferred providers membership, or not members, but uh, list inside the academy, more more collaboration with content producers, just really uh, building this puppy out and making it uh, something even more special than it is. So uh, we have closed that. Um, you can join the the wait list, and it's just uh, <clears throat> uh, just something where, where you can join that, and then once we do open it, we'll we'll give you a heads up and let you know uh, to do that. And you just go to uh, www.csacircle.com/waitlist, and you can do that, and that'll be in the the show notes. Right? Uh, next announcement: we got three today. That's the first one. The second one is. I hope you join me at Forward 2019 in St. Louis. Uh, I'll be presenting there and hanging out there and having a good time and, and helping out people as much as I can, uh, be chatting and, and answering questions. And so uh, join us. That's going to be in St. Louis, September 20th through 22nd. Uh, my my alma mater, I'm looking forward to going back. I haven't been there in a while. So so check that out. And you can go to uh, forwardthinkingchiro.com and register uh, get it, you know, they, this will sell out. It sold out last year and it will sell out this year. So make sure you you get on that. Yep. And then lastly, uh, Motion Palpation Institute, they are uh, a sponsor of the podcast. And some, you know, I, I talk a lot about what it takes to be a thi- thriving chiropractor. And that includes communication, uh, marketing, uh, business, but it also obviously uh, entails clinical expertise. And I just, uh, I think sometimes we've, we know that, but then sometimes we we forget about it as well. And motion palpation just really builds a, a better chiropractor. And they have each year they have an adjustathon, and it's full spine analysis and adjusting technique. And this year it's going to be at Cleveland University in Kansas City, and that's September 28th and 29th. So maybe you'll just hang out in the Midwest on the, the weekend of the 
forward event and then the next following weekend in Kansas City. So check that out as well. And you can go to uh, motionpalpation.org slash seminars. And again, that'll be in the show notes. All right, let's dive into the topic, uh, psychographics versus demographics. You know, typically we hear demographics, you know, like for instance, I'm a a 39-year-old white male, uh, education, certain certain income level, things of that nature. Those are your your, your typical demographics. And then what the psychographics is going to be more is what your patient's uh, lifestyles personalities, uh, aspirations, values, and interests represent. And so it's more like how they behave. That's why it's called psychographics and more about how like how they behave versus uh, what they are. Now, yeah, sometimes they'll match up like certain demographics might have different psychographics or certain psychographics might have a similar demographic. And one of the examples I use as a good psychographic that I'll break down and you could apply this different ones and I'll, I'll give a few examples, but uh, CrossFitters, right? As, as, as chiropractors, we, we treat a lot of CrossFitters and they have a certain set of psychographics, uh, but they also have a pretty similar uh, demographics they're different things but you know they typically have certain age group and certain income level certain education level things like that but as far as psychographics i think when i when i say crossfitter to you it, it pops like yeah they they're different right they they're health conscious they're competitive typically type a they're focused they're super health conscious and they they want to improve performance there, a lot of times they'll have a little bit of a tweak in, uh, you know, the the shoulder, and they'll come in for care for it. Whereas, you know, Bob, the the fifty year old carpenter, probably has to be on his deathbed before he's coming in to see you. But the the CrossFitter, which is, you know, honestly why it it's been such a good patient population for for chiropractors, is because of the psychographics of the of the CrossFitter. Now there's some, maybe some negatives of the CrossFitter uh, from what I found is, you know, if you're not in network and, and very affordable, a lot of the CrossFitters tend to be in their twenties and they're just struggling to, uh, you know, pay their CrossFit membership, let alone coming in, paying cash rates consistently in your practice. So it can be difficult if you're, you know, like my practice, we're, we're at a network with almost everything now, except for one plan. And then we got higher cash rates, so it's it could be trickier for the for the CrossFitter. But uh, you know, ultimately, when I say when I say CrossFitter, you understand the the certain psychographics that they have. Okay, and then the next thing, which is interesting, so I first started learning about the psychographic thing through the marketing seminar with with Seth Godin, and he talked a lot about it, and I started getting interested in it. And then recently, I'm reading a book that's really not about marketing, but it's called Clockwork. And it's uh, by Michael McCallowitz. And it's more about a book on, on running your business to where it's like clockwork, like runs without you. Uh, but he has a whole section there about, about psychographics. And what I read to you earlier about, you know, the, uh, the lifestyles, the personalities, aspirations, values, interests, it's from that particular book. And then he brought up an interesting point is that what you really need to then do is figure out where the congregation points are for the particular psychographic, right? And so using the using the CrossFitter analogy uh, or example is great because now where is a congregation point for the CrossFitter? And 
and it really lends itself to even what I think made CrossFit so uh, popular and, and such a quick point was that the developer of CrossFit hit on these things, like he hit on the certain psych- psychographics and realized there needed to be a congregation point. And they even named the congregation point the box, right? They call their gym the box. They don't even call it a gym. They, they came up with a whole unique naming for the congregation point of these CrossFitters. And so you need to figure out where these congregation points are of the psychographic. So, you know, if you want to position yourself as a, let's just, you know, I use my practice a lot as a sports chiropractor, evidence-based sports chiropractor, and you want to work with a lot of, you know, athletes, you got to get clear on the, the psychographics and then who falls into that. And so for me, a lot of the psychographics that I picked were, you know, the, the health conscious, competitive type A, good education job, has the resources, really cares about performance and health, needs results quickly, uh, not afraid to come in and get care for their injuries. So that was like what I really wanted my practice to be. And then from there, I figured out, okay, who, who is that? And I, I started practicing before CrossFit was invented, so that wasn't out of the gates, but some of the ones that I really thought about was, okay, how about runners and triathletes? That's a big one. And they've got a congregation point. There are going to be races and running stores and running groups. Uh, There's uh, all kinds of congregation points. And then golfers, right? You know, with golfers, there's obviously certain psychographics that lends themselves to be wanting to come in for care. And then a congregation point, would be country clubs and golf clubs and golf stores and connecting with golf pros, things of that nature. And so you've got all these different types of psychographics, and then you're going to have groups that fall within, whether it's the runner, the triathlete, the golfer, the cyclist, the swimmer, the, the, the crossfitter. How about the desk worker? Congregation point being corporate locations and doing health talks and health fairs at those congregation points, right? And so that's the essence of psychographic then figuring out what kind of group does this fall into. And so you figure out the different psychographics you want, then what groups would match up. It doesn't have to be perfect, but you know, Matt is congruent with those psychographics. Then do they have what um, congregation points do they have? And then how can you obviously target that? And that's kind of where your clearly defined message has to match that clearly defined audience. Now, let's break down the congregation point into two things. You could have offline congregation points, right? Like, like the box or the country club or the, the running group. And you can have online congregation points. And sometimes that's like a closed Facebook group. For instance, the triathlon group that I sponsor, they have a really well-developed closed Facebook group. And they've given me permission to provide good content there. So that's an online congregation point. For that group. Or even with Facebook ads, the targeting is so great that you can target psychographics. And so Facebook is a congregation point for almost all of these types of people. You know, you could write an article on CrossFit injuries and target people that a hobby and interest is CrossFit. And so that's an online congregation point. And so you can start getting clear on those and getting clear on your messaging, which is a whole other topic. And you now develop a content marketing strategy to target the online congregation points of these people. And then you would also target offline, which would be more of your networking and community outreach and public speaking, all those things, right? Like so many good, so many chiropractors have done so well with CrossFit because they've done a lot of trainings at the the box or they've, they work out at a box, right? That's a 
offline, more connecting type of face-to-face thing, which is really, really important for some of these congregation points. It's hard to to be the expert in CrossFit if you're just going to only do online stuff and things like that. So that's the online versus offline uh, congregation points. To touch a little bit on the messaging, right? Like the story brand thing. So let's uh, now use the golfers. We use that as an example. And you say, okay, how do I get a clearly defined message to that golfer? Uh, Well, you want to take, what are the problem? What's the problem that the golfer has that would come and see you? And then as the story brand talks about is the uh, external conflict, internal conflict, and philosophical conflict, the external conflict would be, let's just call it low back pain, right? Very common. So you could sit down and write out, okay, CrossFitter, what are their external problems? Shoulder, back, knee, right? Golfer, back, shoulder, wrist, elbow, whatever you want to do. Write out the external conflicts they have. Now with that golfer, the low back pain is the external conflict, but what's the internal conflict it could be is that they can't play golf. And what do they get out of playing golf? What do they, what do they suffer when they can't play golf, right? Like, Maybe it's their escape on weekends. Maybe it's their unwinding from a hard job or maybe it's their way of getting away from their spouse uh, or it's camaraderie with their foursome they have and uh, or feeds that competitiveness that they miss since they left high school and they're not an athlete anymore, right? There's all these internal things that it can be that their back pain is, is, is uh, impacting the internal conflicts. And then the philosophical conflicts could be they're afraid they're not gonna be able to play golf anymore, or they're going to lose 30 yards of their drive, or they're, they, they got to rest for eight weeks, right? All these different things that can, that can be from that perspective, as far as philosophical, they don't want to rest or they don't want to have surgery or they don't want to not play golf or they, they don't know where to go. And frankly, they don't have a solution to their back problem. They think it's just is what it is type of thing. And so you can, in your messaging, you can really handle all three of those conflicts. And so that's a little bit about having that clearly defined message to match up with that uh, clearly defined audience, right? So your golfer matches up with the psychographics you're looking for. You know where the congregation points are, both online and offline. And you develop a a plan to fill that need in in the marketplace, right? And then that's how you... build the practice of your dreams, you know, because ultimately I think, and I'm just going to wrap this up, a, a mistake a lot of chiropractors make is they think they have to be everything to everybody. And that's not just a chiropractic thing. That's a business thing in general. But, um, you know, a lot of chiropractors tend to be generalists and, and want to do everything and they don't have a specific niche and they don't target that niche properly. But if you do this right and everything where, you know, you, you're consistent with it, you will then have the practice that will be m- mainly consisting of patients that match the psychographics you're looking for. Yes, you're going to get other types of patients. I have Medicare patients here, um, but it's not, you know, the majority of my patient base. It's mostly active people, a lot of athletes, and then there's some of the outliers. That's fine. It's a well-rounded practice, uh, but the majority of my patient base fit into that psychographic that I'm targeting. And uh, you can do the same. So, uh, I hope that helped. It's it's something that I think can be teased out a lot more. I'm definitely teasing it out in depth in an exercise that I'm working with with some of my clients, uh, some of my chiropractors I'm working with. So it's uh, but it's definitely a topic that needs to be uh, teased out a little bit more and build your marketing strategy around it. Uh, have a great week. I'll be chatting with you soon, and uh, looking forward to hopefully seeing you at some of these live events coming up that I'll be at. 
This is the podcastfactory.com.